Forgiveness is sometimes seen as a duty. But forgiveness is actually a tool that allows us to find freedom. Forgiveness is unlocking a door to set someone free and realizing that you yourself were the prisoner. Join with me as we discuss Forgive and Live. Hi, Paul Shepard here, and welcome to the podcast. You know, some people think that having faith means believing a bunch of things that you know are impossible. But here at Rational Christianity, we take a rational approach to understanding the Christian faith. We combine history, science, the Bible, common sense, and an understanding of human nature to make Christianity make sense. Everyone is welcome here. In classic Christian theology, forgiveness is a big deal. Usually in churches, ministers talk about how people need forgiveness from God. But today I want to look at forgiveness in the other direction. I want us to consider forgiveness as something we give to others, and sometimes we ourselves are the person we need to forgive. Forgiveness is not just something to receive. Forgiveness has to flow in both directions. In life, we must be able to accept forgiveness, and we must be able to offer forgiveness. Forgiveness is really a two-way street. To quote Jesus from the Lord's Prayer, Forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. Forgiveness needs to flow in both directions. It is very easy, of course, to simply say that we need to be able to both accept and offer forgiveness as we navigate life. But I think most of us know it's not usually quite that simple. I'm sure we can all think of places in our own lives where forgiveness is not a simple matter. Even with people we love, forgiveness can feel a bit complicated. And real forgiveness is hard work. Moreover, I believe that we as a society have a lot of trouble understanding forgiveness. Many of us have been permanently damaged by Hollywood slogans like, Love means never having to say you're sorry. I mean, that one always struck me as wrong. I mean, I figure if we love someone, we would not hesitate to offer forgiveness. Moreover, love should never be an excuse to take another person for granted. Or consider this story. A child prays to God for a new bicycle. But the parents overhear the prayer, and they tell the child, well, God doesn't really work that way. So instead, the child steals a bicycle and prays for forgiveness. Or consider the familiar sign in a convenience store that states, check cashing policy, to err is human, to forgive is $40. It is no wonder we as a society do not really understand forgiveness. So what is forgiveness? To start off, forgiveness is not a feeling. Forgiveness is a decision. If you are waiting until you feel like forgiving someone, it may never happen. Forgiveness is a decision you, and only you, can make. And only you can decide when to do it. Forgiveness is not condoning what the other person did to you. By forgiving someone, you are not agreeing that the other person's actions were okay. Forgiveness is not pretending that you were not hurt. If you had never been hurt, then forgiveness would not even be necessary. Forgiveness is about how you choose to live your life today, given your past and even your present hurts. Forgiveness is not forgetting. The idea that we need to forgive and forget, I think, is very dangerous. We are allowed to learn from our mistakes. We are allowed to not trust people who have proven 
they are not trustworthy. Forgiveness is not an invitation to allow another person to wound you over and over. Forgiveness is not taking any responsibility away from the other person. Even with forgiveness, the other person is still responsible to do their part of the work if they want to find their own freedom. From my perspective, there are two basic problems with how we understand forgiveness in our society. First of all, we often feel that forgiveness is for the benefit of the other person, usually the person who caused us pain in the first place. And secondly, we often feel that forgiveness is about the past. We think that forgiveness is about somehow making the past more fair. And these ideas combined lead us to the idea that it is our job to withhold forgiveness from another person until we feel they have suffered enough or they have learned their lesson. And then, when we feel the other person is in the right space, then we grant forgiveness. And I think if that method actually worked, I might support it. But we all have personal stories where that can never happen. I mean, what if the other person is completely unaware of the issue that is weighing on us? They are not suffering. They are not learning their lesson, no matter how long we wait. And moreover, why should we, the victim, be responsible to manage the person who caused us pain. The mistake we sometimes make is thinking that forgiveness is about the other person at all. Forgiveness is about us, the person with the pain. And forgiveness is not about the past either. Forgiveness is actually about the future, our future. Forgiveness is about us deciding how we will live our lives given the fact that the other person is still who they are. Forgiveness is about the future, not the past, and it is about us, not the other person. There is a famous parable in the Bible that shows another feature of forgiveness. The story is called the parable of the unforgiving servant. I'm going to read from the Gospel of Matthew, chapter 18, starting at verse 23. The kingdom of heaven may be compared to a king who wished to settle accounts with his slaves. When the king began the reckoning, one slave who owed him 10,000 talents was brought to him. And as the slave could not pay, the king ordered the slave to be sold, together with his wife and children and all his possessions, and payment to be made. But the slave fell on his knees before the king, saying, Have patience with me, I will pay you everything. And out of pity, the king released the slave and forgave him the debt. But that very same slave, as he went out, came upon one of his fellow slaves, who owed him one hundred denarii. And seizing him by the throat, he said, Pay what you owe. Then the fellow slave fell down and pleaded with him, Have patience with me, and I will pay you. But the first slave refused. He went and threw the fellow slave into prison, until he should pay the debt. Other fellow slaves saw what had happened, and they were greatly distressed and they went and reported to the king all that had taken place. Then the king summoned the first slave to him and said, You wicked slave, I forgave you all that debt because you pleaded with me. Should you not have had mercy on your fellow slave as I had mercy on you? And in anger the king handed the slave over to be tortured until he should pay his entire debt. So God will also do to every one of you if you do not forgive your brothers or sisters from the heart. The parable contrasts two opportunities for forgiveness. In the first part of the story, a debt of 10,000 talents is at stake. In the second part of the story, a debt of only 100 denarii is at stake. 
I believe that at the time a talent was worth 6,000 denarii. So the larger debt is 600,000 times larger than the smaller debt. Or, to put some numbers on it, the first slave was forgiven a debt of $1 million and then refused to forgive a debt worth a single cup of coffee. And that's a regular coffee at Tim Hortons, not some fancy mocha frappuccino thing. To me, it's actually a fairly long-winded story, but it does remind us that sometimes forgiveness can be expensive. And the ending is very clear. We need to forgive each other as we move through life. And so right now, I invite you to consider your own life, and I invite you to reflect on a person or a situation where you need the healing that you would find by offering forgiveness. Perhaps someone from whom you have been withholding forgiveness. Perhaps a forgiveness that you have been thinking is simply too expensive. The other person does not have to be present. The other person does not even have to be alive. The other person might even be you yourself. Because forgiveness is something we do ourselves. Forgiveness is when we relinquish our need for control and revenge. Forgiveness is when we decide to move forward in our own lives. And here is a simple exercise you might find useful. If you do think of a person or a situation where you want to offer forgiveness, you might find it helpful to write down on a piece of paper the name of that person or that situation. And take your time, perhaps write down some details. Who are you forgiving? And what exactly are you forgiving? We often forgive as a result of losing something, and it's not always completely obvious what we have lost. Sometimes it takes time for us to realize what we have lost, and therefore what specifically we need to forgive. Perhaps consider in what ways you contributed to the situation yourself. Just write down whatever is helpful to you to pull the situation fully into your mind. And then, when you have enough on the paper that it represents your situation or the person, then, if you like, destroy the piece of paper. You can burn it or shred it or rip it up with your hands, because destroying the paper is symbolic of moving on in life. I believe that we cannot feel forgiven ourselves until we know both how to give and receive forgiveness. How can we feel forgiven ourselves unless we know what it is like to offer forgiveness to someone else? Forgiveness is unlocking a door to set someone free and realizing that you yourself were the prisoner. Today, I invite you to stop being a prisoner to your past. Forgive and be forgiven. Forgive and live. Amen. Hi again, and thanks for joining in today. I'm Rev. Dr. Paul Shepard, minister with the United Church of Canada, currently serving at Sydenham Heritage United Church in Brantford, Ontario. I'm also an environmental scientist with a PhD in physics. I'm passionate about making Christianity make sense. Please subscribe to the channel, and feel free to visit the church, either in person or online. You might also enjoy my book, Evolving Christianity, which is about taking a scientific, rational approach to Christianity in order to fight racism and other social diseases. I hope you have a great day, and we'll see you next time.